Welcome to the Writing to Get Business podcast, where you'll get tips to expand your writing skills. Every week, you'll hear tips and strategies to support your writing. Pat Iyer is your show hostess, a ghostwriter, editor, and author who has written 48 books. Sit back, relax, and listen. Here's your hostess, Pat Iyer. This is Writing to Get Business number eight. What kind of content does your newsletter need? One of the biggest reasons people give for not having a newsletter, either for their business or for a book or other writing, is not knowing what to write about. If that is holding you back, listen to what I share in this podcast about creating newsletters. I'm Pat Iyer, and I've been creating newsletters for my clients going on 25 years. My first suggestion is to check the competition. You need to know what your competitors provide for their subscribers. To avoid frustration, don't search using the word newsletter. I've discovered that that yields the top sites about how to write newsletters. Instead, choose the words that describe a subject. For example, I teach writing classes, I coach writers, and I ghostwrite. Any of those words and word combinations will deliver the top sites in this area. I look at those sites, and when they have newsletters, I subscribe. I also look on the site to see if I can read past the newsletters. Posting these on a website is a good way to repurpose your work and provide website content. I get a feel for the kinds of subjects they cover. If these sites also have blogs, I check them out too, paying special attention to comments. These can sometimes give a unique perspective on what would be readers want to know. While you're doing this investigative work, be sure to have a computer file open. You'll also want to note what themes recur in these newsletters. You'll also want to record any ideas you get from reading them. Also, see how often other sites send out newsletters. While the subject of frequency is a topic in itself, I am more and more reading that readers' greatest complaint is feeling bombarded with messages, including newsletters. Cultivate the practice of less is more. It can be hard work to grow a newsletter email list and all too easy to shrink it. Your subject line is critical. The subject line for your email is crucial. This applies even more to a newsletter title. Remember that only a portion will show up in the reader's inbox. You can get 34 characters in a subject line to show up on a mobile phone. Because 55% of people look at email on their phone, making those first few words count. The attractiveness of those words will determine whether or not the subscriber will open your newsletter when it arrives in their inbox. August newsletter will entice no one. On the other hand, the word free may activate spam filters. Here are some enticing subject lines. Get your writing questions answered. Mistake-proof personal investing. A new therapeutic breakthrough. When the law is not on your side. Use any subject line that describes one aspect of the content 
in a way that makes people want to click on it. By sending newsletters with different titles to different sections of your list, you can learn what works. Here's a suggested format. Begin with a brief introduction. Thank you for subscribing to Name of Newsletter. I appreciate your comments and I respond to them. You might follow with a summary of what's in this issue. Some people like to have a brief table of contents. You can make this clickable. Following that, you have several choices. You can include brief news items pertaining to your industry or business that might interest readers. Include announcements of upcoming teleseminars, podcasts, online training, and any other events you'd like your subscribers to attend. Any books or other publications you want to promote. Any professional honors you've received. If you have any special offers for your subscribers, you will want to showcase them in your newsletter. You can also mention in your blog that subscribing to your newsletter provides such benefits. This is a primary way in which your blog can drive subscriptions to your newsletter. You, you may also want to have a longer article, which could be a case study about how you, depending upon your profession, won a case, helped a business, or whatever you specialize in professionally. This longer piece should highlight in an organic way the services that you offer. If you write, you might want to share with the readers aspects of your writer's journey, which will also give you the opportunity to highlight your books. An author's newsletter is in some way a unique publication, and it probably deserves a podcast all of its own. Always make information about how to unsubscribe with a clickable link highly visible. Having to search for this kind of information is one of the biggest complaints readers make. You might believe you don't care what they think since they're unsubscribing, but sometimes you can offer them an alternative. If you use your mailing list for both newsletters and special announcements, your unsubscribe page could offer a newsletter-only option or a special announcements option. Providing these choices has worked for a number of newsletters' authors. Above all, look at every aspect of your newsletter from a reader's eye. Would you want to read this? If not, you have some work to do. Your newsletter is a primary point of contact with your readers and hopefully future customers and clients. Keep them engaged. For the entrepreneur, regardless of your area of work, time is a priority. Like money, you have to carefully consider how to spend it. You may already be writing regularly in blog format and you know how much time it takes. You ask yourself if you have the time to take on the additional work of a newsletter. I'll describe and compare them in order for you to make the decision best for you. Maybe you've been writing a blog for a long time, or perhaps you've just begun. Either way, you know it takes time and a regular commitment to keep your blog from gathering dust and cobwebs. I know you've seen the blogs showing publication dates two years ago with no more recent posts. Oh, crickets! 
The idea of adding yet another writing responsibility to your list may worry you. Let me reassure you. Whether you write a daily, bi-weekly, or weekly blog, you won't need to write a newsletter as frequently. A regular monthly newsletter represents the minimum commitment you should make. Here's another frequency. What I do is write a blog once a week and make it part of my weekly newsletter. I call it an e-zine. It's for people who request my free material on patire.com. That way I am repurposing my blog. I start my newsletter with the first part of the blog, give readers a button to click to read more, and then I add one or two additional items, such as announcements, to my newsletter. I also send out this blog to people interested in writing tips. If you aren't receiving it, sign up for our free editing checklist on the homepage of patire.com and you'll get that and begin receiving these once-a-week updates. That website is patire.com, P-A-T-I-Y-E-R. The click on the button in the easing brings them to my website, where hopefully they see other information that encourages them to linger. I also know by their click what topics interest them, and I can give them more of the same kind of content. With attention spans decreasing, keep in mind that blogs and newsletters should be short. Sometimes you can add special time-sensitive announcements to your mailing list. Please note that magic phrase, mailing list. No one has to sign up for your blog and newsletters. You offer that option, but not everyone accepts. People often like to check in on a blog without getting regular reminders to do so. You have no reliable method for contacting them. Your only way of knowing who specifically has read a post comes when somebody makes a comment. In contrast, you ask people to subscribe to your newsletter. You may offer an incentive like a special report or a free ebook. You want to collect email addresses. They form the nucleus of a loyal following. Many authors offer some kind of free report or course in the front or back matter of their books. I highly recommend this. Amazon and the other online booksellers won't give you the email addresses of people who buy your books. An announcement within a book gives you the opportunity to make direct contact. And you can experiment with a mailing list. Email delivery programs offer ways that you can test the effectiveness of your promotional efforts. You can split your list into a variety of ways and send slightly different messages or use different email subject lines to these different sections in order to test the effectiveness of varying approaches. You can also determine how many people have opened your newsletter and how many have clicked on links within it. You can't do any of the above with a blog. And you can go in-depth with a newsletter. While people debate about what's a good length for a newsletter article, you can often write something longer than you would in a blog post. You also don't have to be so concerned with timeliness. 
For example, if an important news item relates to your area of business, your clients or potential clients will be looking for opinions. You may need to drop everything and write about it. That kind of pressure does not exist with a newsletter. You may want to review the news, but you can do so in a less rushed manner. Here's my summary of the key points. Number one, a good way to decide on content for your newsletter is to see what your competition includes in their newsletters. Number two, note how frequently your competition sends out newsletters. Number three, write a compelling title. Number four, you can include a mix of news items about your industry, announcements of upcoming events you're offering, and a feature article. Number five, make sure that unsubscribe information is easy to find. Number six, if you decide to write both a blog and a newsletter, they should both be relatively short. Number seven, you can repurpose your blog by making it the beginning of your newsletter. Number eight, you can use a blog to address breaking news in your industry. Number nine, a primary advantage of a newsletter over a blog is that you can capture subscriber information. In my next podcast, I'll focus on the concept of location, location, location to your article, newsletter, or blog. You'll learn how critical it is to write an effective title and first line. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Check out Pat Iyer's resources for writers at writingtogetbusiness.com. That is W-R-I-T-I-N-G-T-O-G-E-T-B-U-S-I-N-E-S-S dot com. Coaches, consultants, and entrepreneurs work with Pat so they can get more business by writing and sharing their expertise. Check out Pat's resources on writingtogetbusiness.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.